Hello and welcome to Soul Self, where we talk all things energy, consciousness, trauma healing, mindset manifesting, and more. Prepare to turn your pain into medicine and inspiration so you can be in alignment, living your purpose, having juicy relationships, and lush abundance. To stay up to date, join my newsletter at bloomshakti.com and make sure to browse some of my other offerings. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Soul Self. So I hope you're all doing well. I'm really excited for today's episode because we're going to get into our bodies and talk about chakras, but not so much from a new age perspective, but a traditional Vedic perspective. And before getting into that, I think it's really important to talk about Ayurveda. So Ayurveda is the world's oldest health system that originated in India like 5,000 years ago, and it's actually the basis of other healthcare systems that include acupuncture, Western medicine, herbology, all of it. So Ayurveda is the sister science of yoga, and the two were always meant to be practiced together. And yoga is a union with Brahma. Brahma in Sanskrit is universal source. It's a spiritual practice, whereas Ayurveda is a mental and physical practice of well-being. So if you go to yoga, then that's more so of Ayurveda that you're practicing. So Ayurveda is really this concept that our mind and our bodies are interconnected and that whatever shows up in our body physically came from a mental state which has a deeper level and came from a spiritual state because it's something that's manifesting in your soul. So a disease is really a disharmony between your mind and your body. And Ayurveda is very intuitive. So there's a lot of scientific things. However, it's also more so of feeling what kind of feels off in your body and you'd actually be surprised by how far it can lead you. The human body is a very complex energy form. So we have 114 chakras and seven main ones, which is what I'll be covering today. And along these seven chakras are also 72,000 nadis. Nadis are basically energy channels along which vital energy or our prana moves. In Sanskrit, chakra means to wheel. And in Ayurveda, this means wheels of energy that are throughout our body. So these wheels of energy are moving things. And that's why the chakras are related. So if there's an imbalance in one area of your body, it will eventually lead to an imbalance in another. So for example, if you have period issues, which is your root chakra, then eventually you will have digestive issues. It'll travel up to your sacral or your solar plexus. And typically energies tend to move upwards, but it can happen either way. So the chakra is to wheel. And you hear about it a lot in like meditation and things like that because these energy centers run along your spine from the top of your head down to the bottom of your tailbone. And each one is, it has its own particular energetic function. So let's get into that. So 
There is such thing as having too much or too little, and it's important to find a happy medium and be balanced. And this is in regards to chakras, and then also with your masculine and feminine aspects. And we all have these regardless of what gender and sexuality we identify with. Life is all about balance. It has this natural ebb and flow, and we're spiritual beings having this human experience. So energy will constantly be shifting and you can have imbalances that are deeply rooted and it can take time to unveil, to unfold from it. Or you can have things that, you know, it was one bad day that led to a six month bad decision of being in a toxic relationship. And at the end of the day, we all have a purpose and we're all healing and we all have our own experiences, perspectives, and root to follow. So a general view of your seven main chakra system, at the base of your spine, you have your root, aka muladhara, and this is red. Right above that, but below your belly button, is your sacral chakra, tavastana, which is orange. Around the belly button area, you have your solar plexus, manipura, which is yellow. Then you have your beautiful green heart chakra, Anahata. And then right at your throat is your throat chakra, Vishuddhu. And this is blue. And then you have your third eye, Ajna. And this is between your eyebrows, which is a indigo. And then lastly, you have the top of your head, your crown, your Saharasara, chakra and this is purple i'll be sharing the development of the chakras how to recognize an imbalance and activities to do to balance it out and then also provide you with three affirmations per chakra so you can incorporate those and balance it out as well and then keep in mind that you can wear the associated colors eat certain colored foods which is why they say to eat the colors of the rainbow um, to balance the chakras, there's certain essential oils, crystals, and teas associated as well. So let's get into it. With the root chakra, it is developed from birth to two years old. And this is the formation of our trust in the world. So if we have caregivers that are consistent, attentive, and responsive, then we develop a sense of trust. But if they're inconsistent and neglectful, then we develop mistrust. So our root chakra is our physical safety. And this is the foundation of our entire chakra system. So when we don't feel a sense of overall trust and security, then everything else in our life is distorted through this lens of fear. And this isn't the easiest chakra to unblock there like a lot of times you can just do mantras or chakra cleansing um but this takes time especially if it's deeply rooted so even though we can't choose our caregivers at a young age we can definitely heal and acknowledge that aspect of our lives with deep inner work and i'm very passionate about this so a lot of my coaching and energy healing revolves around this. It's with women who have those deep sexual traumas that have actually stemmed out to be other things in their lives, whether it's attracting narcissists, codependent relationships, 
having eating disorders, um, anything of that sort. But as long as the energy in our root chakra is blocked from consistent negative experiences in our infancy, then any work we do on the other chakras won't be as beneficial. So it's important to start healing this by doing inner, really deep, intense, like inner work, shadow work, because the seed of mistrust and fear has been running through your entire life. So when you're deprogramming yourself and trying to heal and balance your root chakra, it's really important to be patient with yourself because the blockage gradually dissipates so that you can reform your root. So some ways to recognize root chakra imbalances on a physical level, it can be having bone and skeletal disorders, um, low energy, spinal issues or lower back pain, any kind of leg, knee or feet issues, also intestinal irregularities, so colon disorders, constipation, diarrhea. And then in regards to overall quality of life and emotions or mental state, it's having unwarranted fear and anxiety, feeling unsettled, using your sexuality for power or security. Um, eating disorders also play a part in this. And then just having this disconnection from your physical body. And then, of course, change is inevitable, but people who are resistant to change and they're hoarders and un- unable to let go, that's also a root chakra imbalance. And then another thing is, since this is your primal instinct, this is your security, it could be job or career-related li- dissatisfaction and just having stress or lack of focus because you're not living your purpose. You know your root chakra is balanced when you're satisfied with life and you have this overall sense of well-being because you feel safe and secure in the world and you're able to easily acknowledge and accept that your basic needs are met. So then you're able to just let go of things with ease. You're able to have job and career satisfaction and also have overall good health. Like you're physically strong, you have intestinal regularity, and you have a lot of energy. So you feel grounded and centered. And some things you can do to actually balance your root chakra is exercise, meditate, walk barefoot, barefoot for 20 minutes a day on grass, get out in nature, um, letting go of things, you know, just having the intention of like, okay, I let go of what no longer serves me, whether it's people, situations, things, experiences, memories, whatever it is. And then also having gratitude because when you have gratitude, then you recognize the abundance in your world and more comes to you. And something that I want to share is when I was in my early 20s, I volunteered in Zimbabwe and the children at the orphanage where I was volunteering were so wise. They were so connected to earth that I don't know if I'll ever be that connected. And it's because the earth is what they had and it was their mother. And I recall one of the little kids telling me that when you don't have a mother, You care for earth the same way you do 
as the woman who birthed you on this planet. Because earth birthed all of us. Like, let that sink in. So beautiful. So powerful. (sighs) So some root chakra affirmations are, I feel deeply rooted. I am connected to my body. I feel safe and secure. So overall, your root chakra is all about security, stability, and your basic survival needs. And it's actually interesting because it just dawned on me that it relates to Maslow's hierarchy. So if you've ever taken a psychology class, then you know that this is like the triangle that talks about your basic needs. And at the very high, like the top is the, it's it's all about self-actualization, but it's like, hello, all of these are chakras. Like it's existed for over 5,000 years and they've been downloaded from the ancient sages in India. Um, I mean, they're a little different, but it's essentially the same idea of like your basic needs that have to be met. So next is our sacral chakra, and this develops between the ages of two to three years old. This is developing our sense of autonomy and confidence, and this is when we start exploring the world around us, right? We have challenges, we're pushing our boundaries, we're building our confidence, and our creative minds are at work. So we begin testing out, you know, cause and effect while learning to use our bodies in conjunction to the world around us. So the safer we felt, the more creative we allowed ourselves to be. And if our caregivers set healthy, consistent boundaries, it allowed us to explore safely. So we were able to have the autonomy on our foundation of security. And on the other hand, if we were smothered or critiqued every step of the way, then we developed a sense of shame from our creative efforts. And we learned that using our body was wrong. And our sacral chakra houses our creativity, which is directly linked to our sexual energy. Because this is recognizing the the power of your body and harnessing this power to achieve beautiful things. So some ways to identify that there's an imbalance in the sacral chakra is when an individual is unable to set healthy boundaries and when they're unable to nurture themselves or even receive nurturing from others if they give or they're like overly giving or they just don't give at all so they're like detached and disconnected from their needs and wants also having guilt and shame in things then there's also like this lack of self-worth and lack of self-esteem and then there's power struggles so like power over or you know power under and a lot of this also has to do with sexuality so a person has imbalances so whether it's reproductive issues for women or having promiscuity repression stds addiction impotence all of these are related to sacral chakra imbalances and one other thing is being extremely shy Or they're on the other end of the scale where they always have to have attention. Like they are the center of attention. So you know your sacral chakra is balanced when you have this awareness of a healthy desire for what you want in your life. You connect and interact with others easily. You have a healthy sense of personal power and you feel confident. 
you nurture yourself and those around you because you're able to give and receive equally. And also just being able to set healthy boundaries, being assertive, standing in your power. And lastly, being able to embrace yourself as a sexual being and having a sex a healthy and balanced relationship with sex, like a healthy sex drive, balanced hormones. Of course, me being me, I'm going to keep it juicy and talk about how our sacral chakra energy, our sexual energy, relates to our current modern day hookup culture. So if you are controlled by your sexuality, then you are no different than an animal. We humans have consciousness for a reason, and it's because we're supposed to act out of it. So if you are just hooking up with people because you want to feel needed or just have an orgasm, then that's an excess sacral chakra energy. And a lot of times, this is also related to binge eating, sugar addictions, fear of commitment, substance abuse, and mood swings. And all of these things are interconnected. So those people who are hooking up with everyone just because they feel the need to probably have some of these deeper issues going on. And it's because they don't feel stable in themselves. So they're seeking it from an outside force when no one can complete them. So if you are addicted to an outside source, whether it's sex, a substance, an emotion, then that means you're lacking a connection with your true self, your soul self. You're lacking this connection with your sacral chakra. It's really important to address the problem and either seek counseling, get a life coach or an energy healer to release it. So I love what I do because I integrate psycho-spiritual coaching with my energy healing modalities. And sometimes I talk people through it. Other times, I'll release things and, you know, there's ripple effects for everything that we do for ourselves. So whether you work with me, that's not the point, but invest in yourself because you deserve to have that blissful and magnetic life. And another thing is to never waste your orgasms. They're very powerful. You want to have it with the right person, a person who's at least mindful and aware of their powers, you know, as you harness your own powers and abilities as well. So some sacral chakra affirmations are, so aside from healing issues related to sexual trauma, sexuality, power, boundaries, and family dysfunction, it's also important to balance your sacral chakra by practicing healthy empowerment, loving and appreciating your body, getting into your creative powers, so writing songs, journaling, making music, doing art, taking baths, dancing, getting a massage, or making really amazing, soft, slow, sensual love with your partner. And spending time near the water is very cleansing as well. Also, hip opening yoga poses. I am at peace. I value, respect, love, and enjoy my body. I have healthy boundaries. So moving on, we have our solar plexus, and this is our powerhouse. This is who we are. This is what you're about. It's your personality, your identity, your ego. And yes, I said ego because 
truth is we need our ego to survive on this planet, but it is about keeping it balanced. So your solar plexus is about how much self-esteem you have and how much willpower you have too. So it's about knowing who you are and being proud of that and owning it. So the solar plexus develops between four and five years old, and it's all about self-esteem. At this age, you begin acknowledging your personal power. You felt strong emotions, and you could see the way these emotions affected those around you. So you begin recognizing your actions and behaviors that could evoke emotions from your caregivers. So for example, like hitting or screaming, you realize that what you said could affect others like how others interacted with you. And ultimately, you begin to see the power that you have in the world. So if your caregivers encouraged you to express yourself in a healthy manner, so allowed, you know, sharing your thoughts safely, taking opinions into consideration, acknowledging your emotions as being natural and normal, then we form a healthy sense of confidence. On the other hand, if they punished us for standing up, dismissed our opinions, or shamed our actions, then we begin feeling guilt for expressing ourselves. And this stems from low self-esteem and weak initiative. So when your solar plexus is malformed during this phase of your life, we end up lacking power and holding ourselves Um, accountable for making choices and taking actions so it also causes us to have a limited self of self-awareness or just overall distorted view of our talents so as we heal our root and our sacral chakras we feel more confident in using our power allowing the energy to flow freely through our solar plexus too but when the solar plexus is in balance You can have liver, gallbladder, kidney issues, or even diabetes. So this is all in regards to low self-esteem, lack of confidence, fear of self-expression, fear of rejection, the inability to recognize, support, or advocate for yourself. So just not having an identity and being who others want them to be. You know, this is at at root, it's a disconnection from your own needs and your own wants. And it's, you know, this lack of self-respect for yourself and others and being judgmental of yourself and others. Also being arrogant, controlling and having aggression issues that may or may not be outwardly expressed. On the other hand, you know your solar plexus is balanced if you have a really healthy digestive system, so great metabolism, having high self-esteem and confidence, and confidence is not the same as being an arrogant fuckface, and then also just being productive, and I'm talking about having a balance so you're not a workaholic, and then being able to Advocate for your personal needs, support your emotional needs, and being comfortable in social situations. So there's no extremes. Um, Also being able to take charge and not be afraid to shine and relax with ease, you know, just overall being cooperative and flexible. So if you're trying to strengthen or 
balancing your solar plexus by actively practicing stress management. And this can include regular energy work, meditating, exercising, because exercise is basically energy moving, right? Because if you're just sitting around, energy becomes stagnant and blocked. And also just cultivating a healthy self-esteem. So making choices based on your own needs and desires and honoring and being present with your emotions. So exploring your personal interests, your needs and wants so that you enjoy and do what you desire in life. So some beautiful solar plexus chakra affirmations include, I honor, love, and accept myself. I am free to choose in any situations and seek opportunities for personal and spiritual growth. I am at peace with myself and I choose the best for myself. So overall, your solar plexus is who you are. It's your heat. And this is related to your digestive fire, your agni. Your agni is the fire that burns within you. It burns motions, energy, food, because we digest everything. We digest memories. We digest cookies. We digest everything. And it's all going through the system of transformation and change, turning into who we are. And I also wanted to add that this is when you have an excess of solar plexus energy, you become a narcissist because you see the world as your own needs and you only act in, well, what serves me best kind of demeanor and you don't really want to help anyone else. So a lot of these people have anger and control issues. So now let's get into the beautiful heart chakra. So the development of this begins from 6 to 12 years old and the fourth stage of development occurs during what Sigmund Freud actually referred to as the latency stage. So during this stage, our sexual development, which occurred in the previous three chakras, right? So all about safety, sexuality, and confidence, it takes a pause from active development and we begin process, not progress, um, we start to progress in our connections with the outside world. So during this fourth phase, we start to work hard at being a quote, good person and doing what's right. We learn sharing, connecting, and we start establishing our morals based on our cultural values around us. And if we feel we cannot fit in and are ultimately unsuccessful at life challenges, then we wind up feeling not good enough. So we begin thinking thoughts like, what's wrong with me? I must be unlovable. And as a protection method, we then turn towards self-sabotaging behaviors or self-absorbed behaviors. And we shut down outside connections and protect ourselves from further ridicule. So our heart chakra connects us to other people. And this is an energy center which we harness um, like our ability to love and empathize with the world that's around us. So by being loved by others. So when this center is malformed, then it leads to blocks that can cause lack of empathy and fear of intimacy. And I feel this can go hand in hand with like criminology studies because this is the age in which kids start torturing animals and things of that nature 
Um, I took a criminology class a long time ago, but it kind of goes back into, you know, seeing the history of those criminals. But anyways, when we begin the stage with blockage or malformation um, of like the root, the sacral and solar plexus, then we struggle to open our hearts fully. So this energy center develops and functions at an optimum level. And in order to heal and open our heart, we have to recognize the connection to the first three chakras as well so that we can allow ourselves to really connect with the world. And only through this connection can the energy in our heart chakra flow be unobstructed. So signs of an imbalance in the heart chakra is the inability to love and accept yourself. So you have a really hard time adjusting to life changes and life's demands and not being able to fully express yourself and holding on to grief or just feeling really disconnected, right? And not being able to experience and express your emotions. So another thing is the inability to love or to accept and receive love. So you might be really smothering, clingy, and overly needy or completely disconnected from other people and being like cold hearted so of course the heart chakra is related to respiratory issues so heart and lungs um, upper back pain chronic stress and having an, a weak immune system and then of course if it's healthy and balanced then you have you know just complete joyful and peaceful disposition because you're able to give and receive love accept yourself and everyone else Take responsibility for yourself, have compassion, and just experience and express emotions without suppression. So you're just overall able to navigate life's, you know, ever-changing circumstances. And you have this generosity in your spirit, and you're able to forgive others and yourself for transgressions. So this is when you're completely able to hear your heart and intuition and your soul and act on it. So some self-care tips with strengthening your heart chakra is practicing deep breathing exercises. So I love doing alternate nostril breathing or even lion's breath, um, doing mirror work, telling yourself you love yourself while you're looking in the mirror, connecting with your eyes, sitting with your hands on your heart and just feeling how alive it is. And maybe even doing like chi exercises like tai chi qigong yoga and definitely having a gratitude journal because honestly an attitude of gratitude changes things so much because then you're so much kinder to yourself and you have compassion for everyone and another thing to do is practice receiving and giving love and i think sometimes some people are just so closed off and then others are just giving, giving, giving. So find that happy balance, you know, and be assertive and know where your efforts and stuff are not received and exchanged and to just let those relations dissipate. So some of my favorite heart chakra affirmations include, I am peaceful and accept things as they are. I am grateful for all the challenges that helped me transform and open to love. I am connected with other human beings because 
I nurture my inner child and I know I am wanted and loved. So I'm open to receiving and giving love because love resides in my heart. So if you're an avid yogi, then you've probably heard Anahata before, which is heart chakra, in which you do heart opening poses. So it's all about like back bending and opening your heart. Um, and it's interesting because all of what I'm actually saying is backed up by the Heart Math Institute. And this is like a legit institution that has like proven with modern day scientific research that the heart has its own intelligence. So the fact that we have like science that confirms and validates like what Ayurveda has been saying for over like over 5,000 years, it's pretty cool. Um, but our heart, you know, it's, it often, it speaks the truth and our mind tells us a lot of bullshit. Like our mind is like, you know, girl, you should not wear that. And it's like, screw you. Yeah, I'm not wearing that. And then your mind's like, okay, get back, get back together with him. Like your heart's like, no, he broke me. And then your mind's like, I don't know. So follow your heart, not your mind. Your heart always speaks the truth. Whereas your mind tells you bullshit. So your mind tells you things based off your previous experiences. And there's this constant struggle of mind versus heart. So for example, right now in my life, I have my master's, work at a Fortune 500 company, and I can go elsewhere or work my way up. But to me, it's just not worthwhile because I don't like someone else dictating what time I go in, how long I spend there, what my value is. And even though I'm great at what I do, I don't feel appreciated and valued. And even if I was, it wouldn't be fulfilling for me because my heart tells me I have a greater purpose to be a coach and a healer and I can do this full time because when I'm recording my podcast, creating content, helping and working with my clients. And the moment my clients tell me about their breakthroughs and, you know, and I see the riveting shifts in their lives, I get this immense, overwhelming amount of love. And that's how I know, like, this is what I should be doing. And I'm like tearing up right now. So I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to cry. But my point being is your heart is your guiding force. So another thing is when a person goes through a really bad heartbreak um, or and they say things like love is bullshit, like love is fake, it doesn't exist for me, like everyone's a liar, this and that. It's really like your heart chakra that's blocked because you've become so fearful of opening your heart again because only you know how much it hurts. But everyone goes through heartbreak and it's a test from the universe to see how wide you can keep your heart open. And if you can keep your heart as wide open as possible, despite it being torn into a million pieces by a horrible ex who cheated or abused you, then you will become deserving of a god man or goddess who is fully, 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 fully worthy of your heart. So really your relationship, they, you know, your relationship is an exact reflection of where you are in your life. And everyone is in a relationship they think they deserve to be in. 
So if you find yourself saying, oh my God, I can't find commitment, look within. Is it within you? What are you not committing to? Are you committing to yourself? Because how can we expect others to commit to us when we don't commit to ourselves? When we don't take care of ourselves, we don't listen to ourselves, we don't take ourselves seriously, and we don't give ourselves tender love and care. So tell me, how are you going to do this to another person when you don't actually do this for yourself? Because people are always picking up on subtle energy, especially members of the opposite sex. So if you identify as a feminine, right, and you're a female, men are picking up on your self-doubt and your self-insecurities. And they're like not vibrating with that. So if you don't love yourself, chances are you're not going to be able to find love with them. And if you're someone who is, you know, like clingy and needy in a relationship, And you're like, babe, where are you? Where are you? Come over. It's been 10 minutes. Chances are you don't love yourself. So there's some depletion in your heart. And I've already, you know, provided some ways to really strengthen your heart chakra. So implement these practices because it comes down to you and how you feel about yourself, you know. And I know in the beginning it could be a little like uncomfortable and, you know, Like, how many people actually look at themselves in the mirror and they're like, I love you. You know, for most of us, it's never. And we're not going to find someone who loves us, like truly loves us, if we can't find someone who mimics the love we give ourselves. So so there's a little bit from Guru Shaina, but let's get into the fifth chakra, which is your throat. And this is all about communication. So... It's your vocal cords. It's about speaking your truth and standing up for yourself. And your throat chakra actually develops from 13 to 19 years old. And this is best classified by the question of who am I? Because in this stage, we really struggle to identify who we are while still remaining connected to our group identity. And we seek to find our inner voice among peer pressure while also conforming to the security of fitting in. So when we can successfully balance what Erickson called role confusion, we're able to develop a healthy sense of who we are and our place in this world. Um, On the other hand, when we're unable to define ourselves and commit to our place in, in life, then we hold ourselves and our psychosocial development back. So the throat chakra governs our ability to express ourselves freely and confidently. And in order for this to function optimally, we need to know exactly who we are and really feel safe in expressing our truth. Um, and when this isn't like formed properly, then at the end of things, it stagnates our growth because we're unable to reach higher levels of self-awareness and consciousness. So unless and until each of these chakras is healed and allowing free flow of energy, then we can't really move into the additional stages of development, um, like with a deeper sense of intimacy, awareness to our connection to those around us, and even, you know, connection to the divine forces. So how do you know that your third chakra's imbalance is on a physical level? 
You might have chronic throat issues, thyroid imbalance, dental issues, neck and shoulder pain, or even having speech or hearing impairments. And then the two extreme ends are you're either really quiet or you talk too much and you don't listen to others. So this can also be like, it can be part of like having controlling behaviors, judging yourself and others, and being a like habitual liar. But you know your third chakra is balanced if you're very strong and confident in speech, you have great listening abilities, and you have free expression of self. So overall, just having great communication skills because you have this healthy confidence and authenticity and you're able to adjust well to change. But you're also very open-minded and able to listen to numerous points of views without being judgmental because you accept yourself and others. And then also is that you have a really healthy thyroid, good dental health, and relaxed jaw, neck, and shoulders. Um, If you don't and you need to balance your throat chakra, then you can sing. Um, So vocalizing, so like whether it's singing, humming, chanting, speak your truth, be honest, share your feelings, your thoughts, your ideas, stop judging yourself, stop judging others, and just practicing you know, like allowing the practice. And if you need methods to balance your throat chakra, then consider vocalizing. So this could be singing, humming, or chanting. Um, You can gargle with salt water, rest your throat, and do deep breathing exercises. And honestly, just speaking your truth, like sharing your feelings, your thoughts, your ideas, not judging others and not judging yourself. So just practicing, like practice allowing of self and others. And some affirmations can be, I am open, clear, and honest in my communication. I have the right to speak my truth. I express myself creatively through speech, writing, or art. So overall, your throat chakra isn't just about your vocal cords, but your ability to speak your truth and stand up for yourself. And... A little backstory is um, I actually had to always like clear my throat before starting this podcast and for the longest time I've been wanting to start a podcast but then I'm like I'm not tech savvy I don't have time who's gonna listen to me and the truth is like the moment I started my podcast I noticed I didn't have to clear my throat as much which was really interesting because I've actually taken medication for it. So there was a deeper energetic issue going on. But, you know, I think it's just, like, truth be told, if you have a message that you were born with and you're not sharing that message, your throat chakra is going to get blocked. So some of us are natural born communicators. We were meant to express. And that can be through your voice, but also through music or art. And if you're not doing that form of expression that you're meant to do, or at least the form if you're not sure, you know, like which one it is, then just do something. Start somewhere because you're going to start experiencing thyroid issues and, you know, like phlegm, sinus infections, coughs, mucus, all of that if you don't just start. It's our duty to make sure that our throat chakras are heard. Otherwise, we're just withholding this from other people. So... 
We were put on this planet to share. Don't keep it to yourself. Um, last physical chakra I'm going to talk about is the third eye or Ajna. And this is the last physical one on the body because the crown chakra is actually above us. So our third eye is our inner psychic. So basically this is what allows you to use your intuition. So if you've ever like had a sixth sense about something like you're thinking about someone, then they call you or something happens exactly how you thought it would, that's your third eye working. And it's extremely powerful because when you're connected to your intuition, you're able to like dodge bullets, you know, um, cause you just don't do it or whatever it is. But some ways to actually open up the third eye include drinking mugwort tea and decalcifying your pineal gland. So another thing is everyone thinks, oh my God, it would be so cool to be psychic. And truth be told, you need to heal all your shit to be able to perceive and receive information. And if you're not, then these are the people that usually end up in mental institutions. So shamans actually believe that people who are um, like schizophrenic and stuff, it's because they're not grounded and they're just between all these worlds. And that makes complete sense because you become extremely perceptive to things and you just carry this deep innate wisdom, this remembrance from your past lives. And a lot of people that have their third eye open, they have vivid dreams. So you, you tend to remember your dreams. And I know for me, like I've predicted so many situations, like I legitimately predicted four pregnancies and a lot of times I know things, but I try not to say them because you just shouldn't say some things. <laughs> um, but yeah, so this, all of that is about third eye activation. And when your third eye is blocked, it's like you wake up and you don't remember anything. And a lot of times this is just an imbalance in being grounded because you're so ethereal. And when you don't remember your dreams, you're just like, a fucking tired mess right and you make poor decisions and you can't read people you can't foresee bad situations you can't you keep getting into like oh man I'm dating another freaking pathological liar like girl your third eye is not open but another thing is that you become really materialistic you become addicted to shopping and buying things and you're just kind of stuck on this material plane so you don't see this whole spiritual you don't see that this whole spiritual world exists around us you know which is actually most of our existence because you become so stuck in this rat race and comparisonitis and living your life for the weekend or whatever else and you're not really thinking about your greater significance in this world so if you are feeling that way, you might also experience constant headaches. And if you suffer from chronic headaches, then your third eye is probably closed and you don't need pharmaceutical drugs and poison. You need to self-reflect and do some unblocking. You need to take care of your body. I mean, you could probably be dehydrated, but the chances are that you're not living up to your highest self. 
And if you are having chronic headaches, then consider asking, you know, how is my intuition? How is my spiritual practice? Am I meditating? Am I spending time in nature? Am I making decisions based off my intuition instead of my rationality? And if not, then I highly encourage practicing these things. So meditation is really like the easiest way to start because you can start with like five or 10 minutes and I recommend doing it in the morning and night just like to get your mind into this calm state. And then once you're able to do it for like five minutes, then 10 minutes, you can extend it, you know, and it's not like, I mean, we don't, we have a life to live. We don't have hours to spend meditating, you know, but like for me, I live my life in meditation. I don't feel the need to go and sit in lotus pose and have like a certain mantra because everything I do is meditation and I think that's the state we should all be at. You know, when you're living your life in sheer meditation, you don't need to cling on to a practice. And if you don't have your practice, your whole life kind of falls apart. So the universal mantra OM consists of all the sounds, chakras, and energies, and it's very awakening for your third eye. So if anything, you can sit in, you know, chant om 108 times a day and honestly this should open up your third eye so the more in touch you are with your intuition the better you are able to express yourself on this earth so last is our beautiful purple crown chakra our sarasara which actually means thousand petaled lotus and that's why you see a lot of goddesses sitting on these lotuses because of what it really represents. It's like they're part of this universal energy. So there's this beautiful imagery of Lakshmi, who's like the goddess of abundance and fertility, and she's sitting on top of a white lotus. And that white lotus is on top of water because lotuses are always floating on water. And the point is it signifies that you should be rooted in the physical world as muddy as it might be to blossom the beautiful flower above so it's just you know like having one foot on the plane in our heads in the stars you know it's this really beautiful analogy but if you've ever experienced a moment of pure bliss where it's like you're not thinking about anything. You just feel this true essence of joy and happiness. Um, kind of like if you're at a music festival and you wake up or like you wake up next to, you know, your love, lo- your, your love line, your life partner. And you're just like, this is life right now. Like that pure ecstasy feeling. And you're just like, yes, this is life right now because you're just in this deep sense of gratitude. Then that's how you know that your root, your crown chakra is open. You know, like the more self-aware you are, the more self-aware you want to become. So you're always going to be driven by this quest of knowledge and truth and wanting to know more about who you truly are. 
the good, bad, shadows, light, all of that. And I mean, chances are, if you're listening to this podcast or you follow my work, you already have this quest for knowledge and you want to experience more of life. So it might not always be open, but, you know, like underneath your body, your personality and everything like from this physical plane, like because even your personality, it's not you. Your true you, who you are, you are an eternal being that has no gender, no personality, no ego, nothing. You are just energy. So when our seven chakras underneath them are open, our kundalini, our serpent energy is finally able to rise up and down our spine bringing us to enlightenment. So kundalini yoga is a new kind of yoga practice, but its whole point is that the serpent energy is moving up and down your spine. So you don't have to practice kundalini yoga for chakra activation. It's not for everyone. Um, Like for me personally, it's not my practice because Kundalini yoga is not a thing in India. It's actually very westernized and just here. And there's also other things, part of it, that I'm not going to get into. But, I mean, some people love it and swear by it. So I recommend giving it a try, giving it a try and seeing if it works for you. So when you think of your crown chakra, it's really the highest self. The highest self is the crown chakra, It's this big picture thinking, it's self-realization, it's enlightenment, it's universal oneness, knowing that actually on top of, you know, I might be this archetype and you might be that, and there's a lot of differences between us, but we're actually all the exact same. And when we realize this, it's like, wow, you know, like, We all have the same exact hopes and dreams and fears. Granted, they might be a little different, but on a baseline, we're all the same. And when your crown chakra is open, you stop taking these everyday things. Like you stop stressing and taking all these, you know, corporate life, routine life things so serious because you realize that everything is created as it was meant to be. You know, misery was put on this planet for a reason, as was joy. So when this is open, you experience this old soul sense of wisdom of like, things are just going to work out and I don't need to go through life kicking, pushing, screaming and trying to make things work because the universe will provide for me. So if you're still here with me, thank you for listening till the end. I love being a guide and I know this is my purpose. And I hope that you know that learning about something on an intellectual way is definitely the first way, but you have to really embody it for it to actually work. Because I can know everything in the world, but until I embody it, it's not going to do anything. So don't just listen to this and go on with your life. Listen to this and say, wow, which chakra is blocked? And 
what can I do about it? Take ownership, take responsibility and say, yes, this is my body. Maybe I haven't been treating it the way I should, but this is my soul. Maybe I haven't been giving it the opportunities that I needed to, but you know what? I love myself and that's why I'm going to start today. So until next time, namaste. Hope this was insightful and you're feeling empowered. I would appreciate if you could do an Apple podcast review. It takes less than 15 seconds. Forward and share this with anyone you feel would benefit. Tag me on Instagram and I will talk to you soon.